Welcome to the I Love Recruiting Podcast with your host, Adam Roach. I want to welcome everybody back to the I Love Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Adam Roach, and we are live in the art of recruiting right now. Everybody, I'm going to introduce you to a man who needs no introduction if you live in Charleston, South Carolina, or if you live in Los Angeles, all the way to Miami, Florida, we have Mr. Matt O'Neill, who just broke the $300 million mark after being in the business only a handful of years. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, actually, he's a badass friend of mine, is what I will say. Uh, We've been accountability partners now for, what, going on three years? And uh, everybody, Matt O'Neill. What's up, man? So good to be here today. Dude, let's have a bunch of fun on this yep. call and uh, and definitely make sure that we have some actionable things that instead of just rambling about how awesome we are. We definitely, definitely will. So I want to share with everybody right now that's in the art of recruiting. If you're in the art of recruiting watching this live, go ahead and put in your comments right there. Hey, Matt, Sam Winger just said that uh, we look good. We must wake up like this. Uh, Sam, you know, it ain't easy, buddy. It ain't easy. <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking and you're watching on the art of recruiting, I want you to put in your questions right now as we go through this. We'll take the last five minutes because we do have a hard stop here at the bottom of the hour. So, Matt O'Neill, where'd you just come from? What were you just doing? Man, I was just on the Pitt Street Bridge meditating, and I was getting my mind right to make sure that I could deliver on this podcast. Nice. So, so for those that don't know, Charleston, if you're ever in Charleston, you're in Mount Pleasant. The Pitt Street Bridge is a, is a former bridge that took you from Mount Pleasant into Sullivan's Island. It was actually a trolley bridge. And now it's kind of a park. So you were just there hanging out, meditating. Is that what you do daily? Yeah, man. People are looking at me like I'm, uh, I'm the weirdo on the bridge. <laughs> and they, you know, they're all like purposeful. They got their walk going. And, uh, and I'm, I'm doing breathing routines. It's very odd. But um, I don't give a shit. It's, it's good. <laughs> it, man, it's good for me. It helps my mind. And then that helps me help the world. Now, you and I have talked, and, and, and we know percentages, and we love numbers. However, we also know that success, uh, uh, state is 80% of success, right? State is 80%. It's the 80%. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so tell, tell us about your routine. What, what does that look like when you're breathing on the bridge? You're doing some like Wim Hof stuff? What are you doing there? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Total, total Wim Hof stuff. And it, it's actually Wim Hof, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I learned about him a few years ago and then just started to go on YouTube and watch his videos and follow along. And so I've got, I've got a Wim Hof routine. It's uh it's 10 minutes long. And wow. So walk us through your strategies for state. How do you, how do you get into this state? Um, I mean, just walk us through what, what do you do every yeah, day? Let, let's talk about why state is 80% because if, if anyone is listening, doesn't, doesn't like get that at a deep level then doing all these strategies for state wouldn't make any sense. When I was beginning my career in real estate, I was a real estate agent and then I started a team and I was starting to grow the team. I definitely didn't believe that state was what created my success. I thought that how hard I worked, the strategies I did, how much I knew uh, was going to be what was going to create all my success. And man, 
everything was hard. Everything was a struggle. I was grinding. Like you hear that term grinding, mm-hmm. meat grinder, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself in this grinder. And that was me. And I just, I was just grinding. Literally, that was what I was thinking I was doing. And I was doing it for like 12 or 14 hours a day. And, you know, at the end of the year, we had sold like 13 million. And like the whole year, we had sold 13 million of grinding every single day. And, you know, I was learning a lot of lessons in that time too. I needed that time. But, you know, now it's possible that we would sell 13 million in a day. So it's just like a totally, and it's so much easier and more enjoyable. And my mindset is not that I need to grind for success. It's that 80% of my success is my state of being today. So um, Adam, my favorite, my favorite analogy for this is when you are, when your mind is just wrecked with some like hurtful event Mm. and you're, all you can do is think about that other agent who is destroying everything or your client that's, that just fired you or uh, issue you're having with your spouse at home or a friend that, you know, how successful are you that day when you can't concentrate on anything other than your emotions? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not successful at all, actually. So that's like, a, that's called shitty state. <laughs> when you're in a shitty state full of emotion, your results are shitty. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. The other side of it is, man, you're so happy, so energetic, so passionate, so on fire that you go to the coffee shop and you say, COVID be damned, I'm high-fiving people. <laughs> and you're like making the baristas feel good. Everybody that passes you by because you're walking on air, like you just feel so freaking good. You're whistling everywhere you go. Mm. And like people are just lifted up by your presence. When you feel amazing, your results are amazing. So then the key is how do I get amazing state every day to get amazing results? Because the the default then would be average. Like, oh, I'm not shitty. I'm not amazing. I'm just, I'm just good. I'm average. I'm like right in this default. Well, if you're just average, then your results are just average. Mm -hmm. That's where I lived. You know, that was my state. It was okay. I'm just average. I'm not, I'm not diving. I'm not soaring because who wants to be up all the time right all those uppity people they annoy me you know i don't want to be one of those people (laughs) so i I used to go to the gym every morning at 5 a.m and this like guy was there that was always in the best mood like crushing weights his name was adam roach he's up all the time i was like dude (laughs) i actually i think i remember asking if you want to work out you're like no leave me alone Dude, yeah, you are way too happy right now at 5 a.m. Oh, it was fun. And now look at us. Now we can't stop smiling, right? There you this go. Is this is good. So I love that. So the a- amazing state every day, not just an average state every day. And I want everybody to hear that because I wrote down three states, right? You've got shitty state, you've got average state, and you've got to have amazing state. Now, real quick, let's walk through, let's walk through the routine. So walk, through, walk us through your routine uh, to create this amazing state. What's that look like every day? Yes. So it starts with getting up mm-hmm. and, and the time of day to get up. And everyone knows morning routines. And I, I'm not going to say anything that people haven't heard before, but I'll just walk you through my morning routine because it works for me and, and, it, and it, it helps me have an amazing state. So 
my alarm is set for either four or four thirty. Okay. Just depending on if I'm taking my kids to school or if I'm going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing I do is I've got a sign right next to my bed. It says, thank you. Mm. So my first foot hits the floor and I say, thank. And my next foot hits the floor and I say, you. And then I'm walking through the house saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm just, it's an intentional thought that I put in my mind every morning. The first thing that I say every morning is thank you over and over and over on my way to the bathroom, on my way to let the dog outside, on my way to get my glass of water. Uh, I'm just saying thank you because whatever else was going on in my head while I was dreaming and sleeping might not have been amazing. Right. Maybe, maybe I was having some bad dreams. So I'm just going just gonna to wipe out whatever it was and replace it with gratitude. So that's how I start. And then as I, as I mentioned, I have a glass of water. I put a half a, a lemon in it and some Himalayan sea salt. That was from Dave Asprey. Okay. And then uh, as I'm making coffee, I start a coffee pot. I know, Adam, you don't drink coffee, but I do. As I'm making my coffee, I do a stretching routine. Then once I have my coffee, I grab my journal and I journal three wins from yesterday. Three things that were a win. And the reason that you want to look at your wins from yesterday is because we always focus on what went wrong yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's our default is what went wrong. And we're always like analyzing what we said that was stupid or how we made a mistake. It's because we were designed this way. We're designed to continually focus on what goes wrong so we can avoid it in the future. But if you focus on what goes wrong, you get more of what goes wrong. So you need to reprogram your brain to focus on what went right. So you get more stuff that goes right. So every day I sit there with with my journal and I write three things I won at yesterday. That's my first journal. And then I write the three things I'm grateful for. Got it. From yesterday. Otherwise, it gets repetitive, like, oh, I'm grateful for my health and my family and my friends. But if it's three things from yesterday, it's new and fresh. Love it. And then I write my top 10 life goals. Okay. Do those change? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. They stay kind of, they stay kind of consistent, but then sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be inspired by something and I want to add it to my goals, but I need to take one away because right. I, I'm only going to do 10. For me, that's just that's just how I am. I'm only going to do ten. And then the last thing I do is I have a check I have a checkbox, and I I track seven things. And of those seven things, I'm giving myself a check if I did it yesterday or not. And one of those things is what was my energy level mm. on, on a rating from one to ten. And this goes back to state. So I am giving myself a score. Of where was my state yesterday at a scale of one to ten? And um, and that kind of holds me accountable to have an amazing state. That's awesome. What well, you, you missed out one thing, because again, I, I know it can be inconsistent from time to time, but I think you have a text message that you're supposed to send every day too, right? That's later. Oh, that's later. <laughs> still, man, there's still more. There's levels to this shit, right? <laughs> and so the reason why I'm saying that everybody is because Matt and I for the last three years, every day, uh, we send each other our top three things that we are to accomplish for that day that is related to us moving our needle forward in our our annual goals, big life goals, wheel of life goals, whatever it may be. And we send that to each other every single day. 
next day we send out what we do in those one through three or one through five things and we send the next ones and we hold each other accountable okay let's pause that conversation love the amazing state i think we had someone in uh uh, and the art of recruiting asked if uh, the shitty state was a technical term, I believe they asked. Uh, and, and I said that, yes, it was definitely a, a matter of It's a scientific term. Scientific. Yeah, you can look that one up. Shitty state. Now, let's transition. Let's transition from you going from this amazing state every day to now growing your company to $300 million. Yeah. Right. So not only have you grown it from $300 million, you've grown it exponentially in the number of agents that you have, too. So we are in the art of recruiting right now. You're going to be live. Well, this will be on the I Love Recruiting podcast. So let's talk about your overall growth. How'd you go from 16, 13 million dollars to now 300 million dollars? And shrink wrap this for us and tell us what's what's your what's what's your ingredients for success here, Matt O'Neill? You know, it it goes back to the morning routine, mm. and the thing I do after the journal is I pick up a book. Okay. And every single day I read and it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, today, I think I only read like five pages, maybe less. I don't know. The book's really intense. So I'm, I'm underlining and writing notes and I, I really want to comprehend this book that I'm reading right now. And sometimes it's not that interesting to me. And I set it down and I pick up another one. But, um, you know, you go back a decade when I started this company and I've been reading every day the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of what I read is about state because that's 80% of my success. But then a lot of what I read is about strategy. And that's 20% of my success. And um, if you read every single day for the next 10 years, you will have read a lot of books. It turns <laughs> into like, you read 10 pages a day. The average book is 200 pages. You're reading a book every 20 days. Right. So I don't, I don't know what the math is, but it sounds like, you know, about 18 books a year. Mm -hmm. You yep. do that for right. 10 years, you've read 180 books, mm -hmm. a lot of books, man. That's a, that's a ridiculous amount of knowledge that, that you're able to download. So um, in the beginning of my career, I didn't know much about anything. I didn't know a ton about sales. I didn't know a ton about finances. I didn't know a ton about leadership or marketing or all these different things. And as you're growing a company, you need to know a lot of things. And so when I had a deficiency in an area like accounting, which I just wasn't a fan of, mm -hmm. I would read accounting books. And I read this one book on accounting called Simple Numbers. The, author's got, the guy's name is Greg Crabtree. And I handed the accounting book to my accountant and I said, hey, can you run my accounting like this guy? And my accountant couldn't or didn't read <laughs> book or whatever just wasn't passionate wasn't a level 10 person and um i just cold called greg the author of the book and i said hey will you be my accountant and and he said i will so then i then i got so now i'm hiring mentors who know a lot more than me in these specific areas and hiring coaches it's all just like there's there's always area there's it's a never-ending path of growth right we can never know it all there's there's not enough time in this lifetime or a hundred lifetimes to know it all. So if you, if your focus is how can I just get a little bit more knowledge today? How can I just get a little bit better today over time, over decades, you can become exceptional. Love it. Love it. So keep going. So right now, what are you reading? What book is that one? That's intense. It's called being your higher self. 
by mm. Sanaya Roman. Hi, I, I got to share with everybody real quick. So this is probably about a year or so ago, maybe two years even. Um, uh, we were talking about um, um, uh, Byron Katie. And, and if you guys haven't listened to or read any of her books, so Matt comes to me and says, hey, listen, I just read this book. I actually put it down and I picked it back up. It's called A Mind at Home with Itself. Do you remember that one? You said that book just went right over my head. And uh, deep, man. But you, you did come back to me. And the, the biggest takeaway I, I remember from that book that you said was there's no scoreboard in life, right? I believe that's there what There is no scoreboard. There's yeah. Scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one keeping score. Like we, we you grow up, we grow up, at least me, I grow up. There's a score for your grades. Mm -hmm. There's a score for the games that we play. There's a score mm -hmm. and everything. Right. And then, right. and then there's always like this next step to get to, we go from elementary to middle school, to high school, and you're being scored the whole time. Like, oh, okay. Then if I get good enough here in high school, then I'll get into the right college and I'll get the right job. And and we think that this whole life is just this big series of scoreboards and tests. But then you like that when she said there's no scoreboard, I was like, right. whoa, man. I, you know, I always pictured this God, God keeping score on me, tallying if I was good or if I was bad, like Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, and then, and then when I, when I realized that I'm the only one keeping score, I'm the only one keeping score. I was like, man, why am I beating myself up so hard? Mm -hmm. That's good, man. That's, that's really good. Okay. Let's go back to business. So business. So you're reading your books, you're learning how to fail your way forward. And if you can't get your accountant to do what you got to do, uh, the accounting book, you go, we'll call the author and you say, be my accountant. Right. Yeah. Yep. I heard you say mentors. I heard you say coaches. I know you surround yourself with people every single waking day, um, from health to fitness, to, to business, to money, uh, to growth. Uh, walk us down that path here. So let's go back to 13 million to now 300 million. You've had to have some coaches and mentors in that space that really helped you along the way. And then I want to get into leadership, right? I want to get into leadership and, and the word pods here and how it's really helped your business. So walk us down the coaching and mentoring space of leadership. Yeah, you know, we, I, I started out and I hired like how to sell real estate coaches. So mm -hmm. Well, one of my first coaches was a guy named Hoss Pratt, and he taught me how to call expires and how to call FISBOs. And it was great. And I, I got really good at, at what to say to expires and FISBOs to set appointments. Mm -hmm. And then the next stage was I wanted to build a team and grow. And so I needed someone who was a coach on how to build teams and, and systems for teams. And so I hired these guys, Jay Kender and Mike Reese. And they taught me how to build a team. And I just, in the very, very, very beginning, I remember I was on the phone with Mike Reese and he said, do not spend 15,000 building a website, buy this website for a hundred bucks a month and spend 15,000 on me coaching you. And I'll hmm. show you so much faster. Well, I didn't listen to him and <laughs> 15,000 building a website that I ended up scrapping two years later. And then I hired Mike Reese and uh and he showed me how to scale and so you know once i brought on those guys we grew like 23 million to 53 million to 75 million to 125 million and that was just through like knowing how to build a team and then i got to 125 million and i was selling a ton i was working like crazy i had on every single hat i was the broker in charge of the company i was 
I was the recruiter. I was the person responsible for managing the staff. I was doing all the marketing. I was training the team. I was firing people that needed to be fired. I was managing the ISAs. Like I was doing all this stuff and I couldn't physically do anymore. And I had a coach um, that said, I, I went to see him because specifically I wasn't happy. Like mm -hmm. I, I was doing so much and I, I felt so overwhelmed that sometimes I would snap when something wouldn't happen because I didn't have the bandwidth to deal with any type of problems. And he looked at me, this guy's name, Scott Bird. And Scott said, I said, Scott, man, I can't handle anymore. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overworked. I, I'm just overloaded. I can't, I physically can't do anymore. And he said, you could handle a lot more. And I was like, clean your ears, man. <laughs> I just said, I can't, like, I, there's no more time. And he said, he said, no, you can handle a lot more. He said, uh, this guy, Richard Branson, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's got over a hundred companies. Is he doing, is he doing more than you? I mm -hmm. said, said, yeah. He's like, is he doing like hundred times more than you? I said, yeah. He said, well, if he's doing a hundred times more than you, don't you think you could do maybe twice as much as you're doing right now? And that was just like this reality shift for me. Mm -hmm. um, I had a mantra of I'm burned out, like uh, overworked, overstressed to I could handle more. Right. And then it was like started things started to really open up mentally. And I started to figure out more about this state thing. And I went to a Tony Robbins business mastery conference mm -hmm. and I'm at this conference and I was like in a sour mood because I just told you I, I, I was just. I was, it's like, I was getting messages from my higher self saying, Hey, what you're doing needs to change. Uh, but I wasn't listening to him. I was just forging ahead, full steam ahead and not, not, not making any changes. And I got to that conference. I was in this bad mood and the people around me were like, dude, what's your problem? And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Everybody's dancing. And it was like kind of a weird environment for me. And, uh, and then, then Tony said, or no, yeah, this guy sitting next to me that I was just kind of connected with in a really cool way. Um, we do this, we do this exercise and it, the exercise is what would you change about your life? And I wrote down, I would change nothing. Mm. And I said, I'm happy with everything. I'm happy with my income. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with the contribution I'm making to the world. I'm happy with my physical fitness. I'm just happy with all of it. You know, I look at this stuff all the time. I'm really goal oriented. And then we share, but it's like, okay, share with your partner. So we share and I'll never forget. He shares with me what he's working on and all these changes he's going to make. And then he gets to me and he's like, okay, so what would you change? I said, I would change nothing. And he looks at me and he says, when did you become such a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Okay. That was good. Uh -huh. <laughs> he like totally snapped me out of this like trance I was in and it was a defining moment of of my entire life and he's like dude if you're not growing you're dying you can't sit here and tell me you don't want to change and grow and uh and I was like man your 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 strong language really got home to me thank you for that Jonathan Harris is his name I'm still good buddies with Jonathan he's changing the world uh, and, and I said, all right, okay, good. Here's what I'll change. I, I actually hate what I'm doing. I hate that I'm working so many hours. I hate that I don't see my family. I hate that I have dogs noses in my crotch 
at eight o'clock at night instead of sitting with my young family that, that needs me and needs a dad around at home. And um, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I made a decision right then in that moment, I would never go on another listing appointment again and get out of production. And um, to do that, it was a really fearful thing because change is scary. So I'm looking at the financials because I've studied all this finance stuff with Greg and without me selling, our company loses hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because that's how I'd set it up. I'd set up the game for me to sell a bunch of real estate. That's how we won. And I said, I just need to reset it up in a completely new way. And I have to double my team size to replace my, you know, me, my single person's production. I was selling 3 million a month and that's a lot of income, you know, 36, that was like, a million a year in mm -hmm. income that I, that I was wiping off the board. And then I couldn't just replace the million a year in income. I had to double it because I'm paying my team half of the commission. So I had to, I had to replace me with 70 million of production, which means I had to hire a lot of people. Right. So um, it was, that was, uh, that was when we really started to grow was when I made that decision not to sell anymore and to start recruiting. Yeah. The next coach, and I know I'm on a long tangent here, but the next coach I hired was this guy named Adam Roach. <laughs> and dude, we blew up. I, I brought on Adam. This dude is like the recruiting ninja of the world. And he, like, he, he started to coach all of, of, of my recruiting team and my uh, leadership team. And we learned how much we didn't know about how to recruit. And we took our team from when we hired you from 30 agents to... 75 agents in two years yeah yeah so you've you've really helped us in that area thank you well i don't know I, I think i'm blushing now from that one or i don't know if it was the blushing from that right there i appreciate that and grateful for you brother or if it was the p word that you dropped about three months ago I'm, I, I might still be blushing from that that was funny <laughs> hey man that wasn't my word that was jonathan's word okay? so he just used it about me so let's go back to this so uh, let's get into action, right? Let, let's give some action here of what you do inside of your company, because this was a brilliant move that you took. Um, we've got a lot of uh, recruiters that are watching right now. We've got a lot of good comments here real quick that we'll get into in, in two minutes. Um, walk us through your pods. Share everybody about the pods. What, what, what is that? Yeah, that, that was what allowed us to scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam and I, you know, we're, we're part of GoBundance. Mm -hmm. I love that group. And GoBundance puts everybody into pods. I didn't see it. I didn't see that that was the path that we needed to go. A guy who's also a GoBundance uh, that you're good friends with, Courtney Atkinson saw yep. it. Canada. Yeah. Courtney runs a team in Canada. Super awesome guy. And uh, in GoBundance, I was like, okay, hey, I'll do a real estate agent mastermind or real estate team owners mastermind. And I, and I would just have a mastermind once a month just to learn from all the people in GoBundance that had real estate teams. And Courtney would show up to the calls. And one call, Courtney said, hey, man, I started this thing called squads. And I said, squads, what, what'd you do? And he said, well, I put each, I put my team, he had 15 agents at the time, into squads of five. So three squads of five. And he said, I promoted one of the agents to be the leader of the squad. Hmm. And that idea was like really fascinating to me. So I just, I just took everything Courtney was doing and dissected it and asked him to just break it down like simple, 
just give me the nuts and bolts of how you created the squads, why you created them, what you do, how, like how they're structured. And I copied it directly from Courtney. And once we set up that leadership system, we were able to scale. Mm. Because before that, it was on me. Right. I held a one-on-one with every single agent in the company every month. It was crazy. Like it's a lot of work. It is. And also I was spread too thin to give any of them value. Mm-hmm. So the pods in this leadership structure, and it is, we've got, I call them squads, but we yep. got squads of five to seven agents with one squad leader. And that squad leader is an agent. We do compensate them for their time of, of leading, but, but it's not, that's not the important part. The important part is they're part of my leadership team. Yep. And then we bring in like the best of the best to train our leadership team. And only the squad leaders get one-on-ones with me. And then the squad leaders model my one-on-one with each of their squad members. And that one-on-one document, I model right from my coach, uh, a Tony Robbins coach named Steve Gill. And um, that's a document I'd be happy to share with your listeners if they're looking to to get some structure to the one-on-one meetings because it works really, really well. Perfect. Okay, great. We'll, we'll, we'll get that out to everybody. Whoever wants that, that's what's the best way that they can get that, Matt? What do you think? I think they need to send you a direct message. Okay. Okay. So here's what we'll do. We'll do a direct message. I want to do one step further here, Matt. Um, so we're going to give them your one-on-one cheat. Now I'm going to give them something as well, because this Friday we're launching our group coaching session. I'm only taking 20 people. And I think at the morning, uh, I just looked, I think we have seven spots left. Uh, so I'm going to do this. The first three people that um, let's go. The first three people that text me, if you don't know my number, I'm sorry, go find it somehow. The first three people that text me uh, that say uh, I want in or give me match one on one, whatever you want to say, or just say hello, say hi. Um, and, and you'll get into the group coaching for free. How's that sound? Yep. Perfect. Wow. Let's Man. do that. First three people, first three people text me right now. Uh, you'll get Matt's one-on-one sheet and you'll get in the group coaching for free. And all you have to do is type in uh, the art of recruiting. Now that it's you. Okay, Matt, we've got one minute here. I'm going to go look at these questions. Uh, oh, someone said, I need your number here. You know what? Just for fun. I'm going to put it right here in the, in the text, in the, in the chat going on here. So someone said, I need your number. Love the squads. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's look at all these comments here, Matt. Um, Oh, I can't go see them all. It's, it's scrolling through. Anyway, we'll come back to this. So Matt, give us some parting words here because we're right here at the hard stop at 930. Give us 30 second hard stop. Tell everybody where they can go find you and how they can follow you and where they can continue to get all of this badass Matt O'Neill isms. Yeah, I think, I think just my last thing is uh, appreciation for you, Adam. Thanks for having me on the, on the show. I had a lot of fun with you today, brother. And we always have fun. We always have fun. And, and I'll, I'll give a funny story. And I said this the other day, the, the texts are coming in, everybody. I'll reply to you if you made it. Um, just so we all know that Matt is fully telling the truth here. We live about, I don't know, 15 houses away from each other. And I was out, I got up the other morning, I got a wild hair and I just took off running in, in the neighborhood. And uh, it was, it was way, way early. And Matt's got this beautiful house and right in the front is his office. And as I'm running by, I'm running by, I'm dying out there. I, I'm just not a big runner. I'm not a big fan of it. However, I have to get out there and do it. And there's Matt sitting in his chair, one light on. Journalist. 
Yes, he was. <laughs> it was really cool. Well, Matt, you're amazing. Uh, I'm grateful for you, grateful for your friendship, grateful for your leadership. Thank you for being on. I know everybody took a ton of notes here. And uh, everybody, this will air uh, on the I Love Recruiting podcast in two weeks. It'll stay live. It'll stay right here recorded in the Art of Recruiting. Uh, Matt, I love you, brother. And uh, thank you. Thanks, man. All right. See you. Bye, everybody.